Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for me. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast, shining a light on bright ideas. So excited about this guest today because... I don't think we've ever had anyone on like her because of what she's doing and her background, just the product she's making and bringing. You guys are going to love this. You're going to learn all about maps today. I can't even wait. And like the the coolest kind of maps, like the kind you'd want to hang on the wall that's like artwork. It's like incredible. I can't even wait for you to meet Tori Partridge. She's the founder of Territory. Tori, it's so great to have you on the podcast. It's great to be here, Justin. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's so great to have you. And I'm so excited you're here. I had so much fun like checking out your products. And I've got lots and lots of questions. And we're going to dive in. So before we get to territory, how about share a little bit with our audience about your background before launching this business? So before launching territory, I actually was doing something completely different with my life. Um, I had done Arabic and Middle East studies and political science and university. My first several years in the working world were doing counterterrorism and counterinsurgency. Um, and I actually spent a, some time working for the US military, including a year deployed to Iraq, working doing cultural competency training for soldiers over there. And midway through my time there, I just realized that I, I really had not chosen a career that was fulfilling my soul. And I was kind of jumping from location to location. I was really unhappy in my job. And I knew the thing I wanted to do was come back, be in a city that I really loved where my community was and spend my life dedicating it to art, to creativity, to community-based things and to having a life that worked really, really well for me. And so my design company, which was called Cherry Blossom Creative, and in the past year we've rebranded to Territory, came out of that, came out of really wanting to work with small local companies, working in local communities and making things that people love. Wow, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. And you know, when I was doing my homework on you, I saw that you worked for the government Department of Defense. So what is a human terrain analyst? And did that help you like with some of the work you're doing now? analyst was part of a program in the U.S. military called um, the Human Terrain System, which basically sent people who had an academic background in those areas over to embed with teams in Iraq and Afghanistan. And our job was basically to go out and do research projects that helped the military better understand the communities that they were working in. So a lot of interviews, a lot of research, a lot of understanding how communities worked. And I really actually think that the skills of listening, of understanding community, of seeing how, you know, like community functions brought me back into doing, being really successful in doing design work and really listening to clients and really managing projects professionally in that sphere and ultimately helped me in understanding and celebrating community through the maps that I made. Wow. That's really, really cool. Well, you've done a good segue here into what you guys are doing now around the map space. Um, talk about territory, talk about um, what how you established it and and kind of what the purpose was and where you started. So I started in 2012, and when I had started, I started as a, 
a sort of design agency. I was doing logos. I was doing murals. I was doing branding. I was doing marketing materials. I was doing some web stuff. And then for one of the first client projects I did, we did this large mural of a neighborhood map of one of my favorite neighborhoods in Washington, D.C., Petworth. And mural goes up and within just immediately, I have people saying, hey, are you going to are you going to make a print of that? I'd love to have that on my wall. And I I had never even thought about making a product. It was not even on my sphere of reality. I was like, I'm in a service-based industry. We do right. one-off products and then we do another one-off service and then we do another one-off service. And we made some prints of these maps and they sold so fast. Just really? people were were eating them up. People loved seeing their neighborhood, not just their city, not just, you know, kind of like this like larger sort of swag about, you know, the city in general, but really like their street, their block, you know, really like cool. this very, very micro community. And as soon as I had those prints, everybody in the neighborhood next door was saying, Hey, when are you going to do a map of our neighborhood? And then when <laughs> I'd course. done that map, the neighborhood next door was saying, Hey, what about uh, our neighborhood? These two maps, what about our neighborhood? And it slowly just completely spiraled out of control ever wow. since then. Like it is, we now have over 70 different DC neighborhoods that we're representing. And we have a full DC map that shows all of the different neighborhoods that kind of puzzle piece together into what makes the city, which is great because you learn so much about how the city is sort of structured together. And that totally. was so popular that we ended up starting to, I ended up starting to make maps of other cities and other neighborhoods in those cities and how all of the neighborhoods fit into other cities. And that's our biggest product now is expanding the city's collection and all of these different cities, you know, in the United States and how they're made up with all I, it's these individual so cool. neighborhoods. All right. I saw, and you have an Atlanta one choice. I was very excited to see. Um, okay. Wait. So how do you make these maps? Like, talk about the logistics of, you know, the when you first started. Was and you say they're prints? Are they drawn? Like, what? How does it like tactically work? Everything that I do is by hand. So every line on there is drawn by me. Every piece of labeling is hand lettered by me. I think there's a lot of maps out there that are sort of these like more like sterile GIS based maps, you know, and totally. everything that I'm doing is it's all about the touch of the human hand. It's all about colors that are picked very individually. You can like see the lines, you can see the strokes. It's, it's, it is a map, obviously, like it is, it is showing a location, but the essence of it is more that it's a piece of art, you know, it's that's more really something cool. that's really, really from me. So how do you do that with, as you've, as you've picked up more and more business, doesn't that take time? Yes, it does take time. This <laughs> is mean, one of, this is one of the great flaws in my business <laughs> is that like the, the, I am my own, you know, sort of like stopgap in the pipeline. Right. But um, I, I'm working on really making sure that I'm making time for myself, making time to really like focus on the illustration, getting illustration planning support, all of that different stuff. So. Got it. That's so funny. Okay, so what does that look like? Okay, so let's rewind the clock again back to when this started. And people were like, "Hey, I'd, I'd buy that if you made that." Did you start with just like the DC neighborhoods, or and then grow from there? And then were you selling like literally out of your house or online, or what did that look like at first? Because I mean, now you have a great direct to consumer platform. 
we uh, we had a studio at that point, but ultimately I I always talked about the maps as sort of the side hustle to my business. I did not talk about the maps as sort of the main part of my business. We were really focusing on the design agency part and the branding and marketing and you know everything in that realm part. And then the maps were sort of a nice, like a little nice little frosting on the cake. Sure. And then about five or six years into the business, the maps had just grown so much. And I took some time and looked at the raw numbers of what was making me the most money, what was costing me the most money, and also looked at my stress level, what was (laughs) making, yeah, what was stressing me out the most versus what was stressing me out the least. And I realized that not only were the maps just making way more revenue than design services, which I had to have much more, you know, I had to have more payroll costs, more people. And also they were, design was stressing me out and maps were not stressing me out at all. Like having a product-based business was so much less stressful than having a service-based business. And I had to make some really hard choices about how we were going to orient the company, how we were going to, you know, like work with staffing. At that point, the company had, um, we had moved into a small storefront space where we had a storefront at the front and sort of a a studio at the back in the middle of Washington, DC. Nice. And I took a look at the business and said, you know what, let's like, it's gotten from a point where it's not the the design agency is the cupcake and the you know the maps are the frosting like <laughs> the maps are the cupcake right you know, like they're so funny we can do this and so yeah in around 20, 2018, 2019, I, I made the decision to really switch us over from being service based to being product based and having the maps become this larger this larger wow. thing and how have you grown your shopper consumer base how do you, how have you built awareness and and how is that linked to, you know, what cities you've added to the map, I'd say, repertoire? So we are constantly taking votes. There's a oh. voting form on our website. Oh, really? We have voting I gotta sheets look at, that. at every market that we go to. And we're saying, hey, where do you want to see? You know, oh, what's funny. your what's the city that you want to see? What's the neighborhood that you want to see? We probably have almost 10,000 votes right now for all of these various places, you know, around the country, around the world. And from that, I can say, hey, you know, this is the map that's going to be really popular next. This is the map that's going to be really popular. This is the neighborhood that people really want to see. And that helps inform which maps we're going to do next. That's true. And for the other part of your question, which was how did we kind of spread the word? I will say, I think that I am uniquely terrible at marketing. Um, it's not something that is a strong suit of mine, but I am so lucky to have created a product that seems to market itself. We have re- we have retailers reaching out to us wow. saying, "Hey, do you wholesale this? Can we can we right. carry this in our store?" We had customers coming to seeing us somewhere and then, you know, finding us and coming to us, you know, saying, "Hey, where can I get more of these?" So, you know, 10 10 years into my business, I'm still learning how to strengthen our email marketing. I'm I'm still learning. We don't do paid social, you know, that's that's a thing I definitely should be doing and I'm not. But we've <laughs> okay. had so much really, really good organic reach because 
the maps have become so, so popular in DC. People see them in each other's houses, you know, they've, they've become this, this bigger thing in this city. And then the hope is that as we expand the city's collection, they're going to become this, this bigger thing in all these other places. Got it. I love that. Now, are you limited though, by, you know, is the throughput limited by your capacity or have you been able to modify that over time? In other words, as you get more orders, I mean, it, wouldn't they just pile up if you if the, the, there's a backlog for you to to make these? I'm, I mean, I definitely have a backlog. But we, in terms of orders, I have a staff who helps us with you know logistics, fulfillment, sure. all of that good stuff. So we we get orders out very very regularly. I. I feel like I am sometimes disappointing people by saying people ask us if we can do custom maps, which oh, yeah. is sometimes I'm they sure. ask for like, you know, bi- bigger cities, you know, that, that are, we would definitely do. And sometimes they're asking for some like podunk town in Wyoming. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I will never make that. <laughs> like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but the, the plan right now is to really expand the city's collection and really include way more major, major cities so that everybody can see themselves represented and see their neighborhoods represented. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I love that. Um, how much fun is that? It's so cool. Now, do you have, okay, so do you have a plan? Like what's next in terms of the cities you'll cover? Or is, is it always, do you, how do you decide when to add another? I try to set myself a schedule for the year and so that I can kind of stick to it and say like, Hey, we're going to release this city this month, this city, this month, this city, this month. And we look at our top requests and make the decision about when those are going to go out. So so our next city is actually going to be our first international city. Oh, really? Paris. Oh, very nice. That's cool. You know, people just, people, people love Paris. (laughs) So, so many, so many requests for Paris right now that that's going to be our, our next city and our first international city. That's really, really Um, cool. Dallas, Nashville, um, and um, Dallas, Nashville, and Austin are also really, really high on the list are going to be coming out soon. London as well. Come on. I mean, these are like... 101 cities right yeah I love, exactly that's that's very very cool um well i i think it's so exciting to see you found a way to bring your creativity to life you know what i mean and like it's almost an endless supply of possibilities in terms of what you could add that's that's so and i think that's a really really cool aspect of it um so i always love to ask our guests about some of the biggest lessons learned in, in launching a business you had your creative business before and you've shifted it to a product business talk about what some of that shift has meant what's changed you know what are the bigger things you've had to learn or change in terms of how you've operated i mean i think that change was actually one of the things that is the a lesson that i give to small business owners all of the time which is do not build yourself a company or a job that you would not want to work at. I see this all the time, <laughs> okay. I see this all the time with entrepreneurs where they end up building themselves into a, a position that is so stressful, so time intensive, where they end up doing all these different things that they're not even really interested in doing. They create a job that they wouldn't even have applied for if they'd seen it on, on kind of a job listing. Right. And that ultimately was what happened with, um, with me when I was running the design agency. I, I say this all the time, but I, I view territory and having my own company as an act of liberation. 
it, and I think that most, you know, most entrepreneurs, when I, I see them, I, I think that's how, that's how we see it. You know, we're not going and necessarily working for another company where somebody else has all the say we're doing sure. this because we want to create a fascinating, flexible life, life for ourselves. Love and that. five years into running a design agency, you know, I'm ending up with a staff of, you know, a whole bunch of people and, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, Oh my God, I (laughs) I've created like a nine to five job for myself. I did not (laughs) intend to do this. So making sure that you're constantly checking in with yourself when you are a small business owner, when you are an entrepreneur and saying, Hey, like, I know the, the instinct is just like build, 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 add on, add on, add on. But am I really is this actually the life I wanted to create for myself? Does this look like the version of what I want my life to be? Because as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of, a lot of capacity to create your own life. And that was the big shifting point for us in going from service to product was I was saying, Hey, this wasn't, this wasn't the life I asked for. Let's do something else. Yeah, let's do it. Why, why sit around and and let time go by, right? Instead of pursuing your passion. That's really, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, so, okay, as looking ahead here, the next six to twelve months in terms of growth, what are the things you got to do to keep the business growing and evolving? And you know, and and what does that look like for you? I said that twenty twenty one was my direct to consumer year, so we rebranded the company this year. We completely rebuilt our website. You I know, like it, our by the way. consumer website I like on the a. Thank you. I put a lot of work into it. Um, built that on a new platform. We redid all of our photography. You know, we we streamlined a lot of our operations around direct to consumer sales. But 2022, I've decided is my wholesale year. So now that the maps, now that we've expanded the city's collection so much more, I really want to be um pushing our wholesale business, chasing after retailers in new cities, in new parts of the country doing a better job. We, we used to go pre COVID. We were going to trade shows a lot more with sure. New York. Now I'm oh, looking yeah. at potentially going and, you That's, know, starting be up back. trade shows again. Yeah, all those shows are yeah. back for next year, which is exciting. I know I'm excited about that too. So that, that is my big push for next year. Now that we've professionalized a lot of things for direct to consumer, I'm going to head over to pushing, pushing to get the, the maps in more stores and in front totally. of more people. You could, the gift marts, a paramart gift mart would be great. Uh, New York yeah. now, you know, all these, I mean, these are the places for you. This would be a great product. Really, really cool. Um, and it'd be interesting to see like how, if you do, if, if you decided to go a different angle on what you provide to wholesale versus retail, you know what I mean? Or if you, if it, it'd be interesting to see how your thoughts are around product and whether you change or modify for a different channel. Does that make sense? I would really love to Ha- the you know the artwork on the map is so versatile it can be used for so many different things i would love to get into spaces where we're doing puzzles we're doing sure. mugs we're doing notebooks we're doing these things that can fit in a lot more channels but my focus right now is expanding the collection and then once we have a collection that i feel really solid about and really like i've covered sort of enough ground then we're going to start looking into how we can put it on other yeah. types of products and other types of you know yeah i think you can syndicate those images you could definitely syndicate on other things man i love it it's so exciting um tori share with the audience where they can find you connect with you buy your products etc so our website is territory.com which is spelled t-e-r-r-a 
T-O-R-I-E. So Terra like Earth and Tori and like how my I, name is spelled. I was going to say, yeah. that was pretty catchy. Like I thought Thank the... the it didn't take me long to figure out like where the name came from. And I will tell you, and you've listened to other episodes, there are a couple that I'm like, okay, where did you come up with the company name? <laughs> like it's, this one was pretty easy. I loved it. We did a rebrand <laughs> this year and I did a whole we were I was um just writing down, you know, All any the possibilities. word that I could think of that totally. had to do with kind of location or anything. And we wrote down the word Tory and I was like, <laughs> you know, like right. territory and, and like, thought yeah, it was a joke. Perfect. And then the more that I thought about it, I was like, hold on, this is it's actually kind of cool. Exactly. This is it. This is it. I we did it. it. We got it. So yeah, it came out of a out of a brainstorming session. Yeah. Um, that's that's so cool. Isn't that funny how that works out? Yeah, you can go on and the you website. Can also, yeah, good. Yep. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, find us on territory.com. You can browse the entire maps collection over there. If you're in Washington, DC, we have a shop in Brookland on the Brookland Arts Walk, um, which is open on weekends and is a delightful space. Um, and then if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we are at territory. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, lots of good DC maps on here in Northern Virginia, Maryland, Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, New York, Chicago, all the big ones covered, and even some smaller ones which are kind of cool see those on here um tori it's been so great having you on the podcast you got to come back on down the road i can't wait to see kind of where this goes and um i'd I'd love to hear as you expand into other channels have you back on down the road thank you so much for having me on justin it's been a pleasure the contender cast is sponsored by henderson shapiro peck and powered by contender brands you can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.